0: Welcome back to another
1: episode of the Family Business Podcast. I'm your co host, Andrew Poncho Glover, and we are welcoming back Alex Jean Glover from her little small vacay.
2: One, two, three, I know beats like ABC Mine come up, they hate to see I may believe till they believe I came up to major leagues Say you blind but wait and see It's so easy One, two, three, yeah, uh, ABC From A to Z uh, Back to rap I won't miss uh, Heard the beat and I kissed uh, Sing a lot but I switched yeah, Bet you rappers so pissed uh, Now I'm high with the stars Yeah, I'm on the path of the Mars yeah, Told me I wouldn't get far Yeah, How you walk on these balls? How this kid be so authentic? Uh, why did I live that I said it? Yeah, Flow is too so sick, need a medic Line some corny, let's get it, yeah. I just prove what I do, yeah Name was Tom, but no cruise, yeah Beat is on and I cruise, yeah vibes is lit in my cruise, yeah one, one, two, three I know beats like ABC I come up, they hate to see I may believe till they believe I came up to major leagues Say you blind, but wait and see That's so easy One, two, three, or ABC From A to Z Uh
1: uh-huh. yes, Alex, glad to have you back on the podcast Let us know about what's been going on since you were absentee from the last time we talked to you.
0: Since the last time you talked to me, I've had quite a few games. So we went to Florida as a team trip. We played at UCF, who is ranked, I think they're ranked 23rd now. And we did lose to them in four. But I would like to say that was a very fun trip because our team went to Universal in between UCF and our next game, USF. We did end up beating U.S. at the next game. Then we turned around, and this last week, we played Temple and ECU, in which we swept both. So we have a big week of us ahead. We play U of H, uh, Houston, who is ranked first in our conference right now. And we're hoping to give them their first conference loss. They are ranked, I believe, 22nd, right above UCF. So we're hoping we can take them down and give ourselves a chance at the NCAA tournament. How did your teams do this week?
1: Well, first of all, I'd like to say congratulations in the last two weeks on going three and one, uh, you know, with your team, and congratulations as well is the first time in quite some years that you guys have reached the twenty-win mark. So that's uh, that's major. Uh, you know in volleyball and uh, I just want to let you know that I'm proud of you. I'm proud of the team and I'm looking for a big weekend coming up against Tulane and University of Houston. So speaking of my teams, uh, the where I went to college, Gramlin Grambling State University, they were local here in Houston, Texas, and I was at the game on Saturday and it did not look good for the Grambling Tigers. TSU are the Tigers as well. And they really showed us on Saturday who the real tiger was on that particular day. Professionally, uh, I am sporting the team that I want to be associated with this week: the mm-hmm. Minnesota Vikings. They happen to be eight and one in the NFL and have one of the best records in the whole NFL. So, uh, since I've had I had tenure with the Minnesota Vikings this week, I choose to be a viking uh the saints lost and the raiders lost this past week so there's really not a whole lot to speak of so back to you um i know you were away from the show and just could you let our listeners and our viewers let uh, know a little bit about what you've been doing uh academically to prepare for graduation that's coming up real soon
0: Right. So I do graduate coming up in about a month. So I've just been finishing, you know, applying for grad school, trying to figure out um, what grad program I want to be in, getting in my last test, my last papers, sending in academic recommendations for grad school and just trying to figure out kind of what I want to do since I do start that In January, I will be doing a one-year grad program, hopefully in the business school at Cox doing MSM, which is management science. So that's what I'm looking forward to right now academically. But I do have a question for you because you did mention that you get to choose which team you wanna root for after the games are already played. So since you only went to one college and they continue to lose, do you still identify with that team week after week?
1: Absolutely. I'm all hard. Um, I'm all grambling. I'm a G-man for life. So I, I can't walk away from that easily. I know that our team is a young team right now. We do have a coach that coach in the professionals in the NFL. And that's something that we have to work with. I think we have great foundation. I think we are inexperienced. And I just don't think that we have unity uh, on our coaching staff and people understand clearly what their roles and responsibilities are. So with the combination of uh, having a young team, having a combination of uh, having a lot of different people in the locker room and not uh, really knowing each other a great deal, then uh, I think that lends to a lot of communication errors And uh, it's just something that uh, a part of the game that you have to go through in order to get better. So I'm a G man for life and I'm going to continue to be, uh, you know, a support system to them and a figure that comes around and that's supportive. And that's always positive, because I think that we will be back on top real soon.
0: So I know you went to the game and you talked to a couple of players before the game. Can you tell us a little bit about what kind of insight or what kind of positive tips you had to give them?
1: Well, uh, while I was at the game on Saturday, uh, I was actually on the sideline. And, uh, you know, some of the other G men, we all congregated on the sideline at the stadium. Uh, in Houston and, uh, some of the things that they encouraged the young guys about was to be disciplined, uh, to definitely not turn the ball over. And I went talk to the team, uh, before they left on Saturday after their pregame meal, uh, what I told them was to forget how to lose and to remember how to win. I think that the two games previous, uh, they had won and uh, I wanted them to do some of the same things that caused them to win to those, those games in the game on Saturday. Uh, TSU, uh, who was Texas Southern University, they had other plans, and they came out, they executed better, they played better as a team, and they were present in the moment, and they took advantage of it. So until you do all those things and have a high level of discipline doing it, then you could expect that you're going to be on the losing end of the stick.
0: Right, right. And since we're on the topic of football, I know we wanted to talk about the Virginia football players that sadly passed away yesterday. What are your comments on that?
1: Yeah, I was, I was really sad to see that. Um, you know, it's a lot of things that's, that, that goes on. And being a student athlete, a lot of pressures, and you just don't know, uh, you know, what ticks people off. So you have to be uh, very, very careful when you navigate that landscape and uh, you have to be aware and you have to make sure that you have alliances and, and, and you stay in the moment and try to know what's going on around you. Because and, and especially when you're losing, all kind of things happen to losers and, and they're susceptible, uh, you know, to different things outside of football. And with all the people and all the platforms and all the negative talk, it can really affect and impact their mental health. And uh, so you need to try to uh, And when you're in a situation like that, you try to get help and seek help and make certain that, uh, you know, when you go out, that you prepared and you're aware of what's going on at all times, because it's, it's just a tragic thing for somebody to lose their life. I sympathize with their families. I pray for their families. Uh, I couldn't imagine how it would have uh, affected me and my own family. But I know that, you know, God willing. You know it, this time will pass and he will enable them to get through it not just his parents but the community as well
0: i agree i think it's something very sad just for the athletic community in general i know a lot of the facts haven't come out because it is fairly new but to both whoever killed these young men on the football team and their families and the young men themselves i think It's kind of a loss on all sides and a step backwards for athletic communities, you know, all around the U.S. and gun violence and that kind of stuff. So it's a very sad situation. But to lighten the situation up, I want to talk about on my side something that this week has also happened in the media, and that is the Olivia Dunn and New York Times article that came out. So You don't know Olivia Dunn is a gymnast at LSU and she's pretty known. She has millions of followers on all different kinds of platforms on social media and New York Times wanted to do an interview with her for just kind of like going on her NIL deals and how she's getting so much exposure. And I guess they just wanted to do an interview with her. So they reached out, they flew down to LSU, did a photo shoot with her and kind of interviewed her, asked her how much she makes, you know, how she's getting these deals, what are her favorite deals, that kind of thing. So she was under the impression that they were just doing, you know, article about how she's gaining so much traction for NIL and just social media in general. And then the article came out and it's about how sex appeals. So it kind of twisted the whole um, genre of what they were going to go off of. And they said that this girl, because she does post in bathing suits, you know, like most, most of us teenagers or young women do these days. Um, So she posts in bathing suits and her leotards and dancing and stuff like that, that she is putting out a, bad image for NCAA women's athletes trying to get NIL deals because they're saying this is what companies are trying to cater for. They're trying to get that look, which is not what it's about at all. So she had a little rebuttal on her Instagram about, hey, this is not what y'all told me y'all were interviewing me about. This is disgusting. And I agree. I don't think that's what it's about. I think if a company wants to work with you, I think it's because they like something that you have. And that can be your morals, your values. It could be maybe the way that you present yourself on social media or the presence that you just have, you know, in the sports world or social media world in general. So I thought that was a a very interesting and upsetting article to come out. And it kind of put us, I thought, five steps back, you know, uh, us women trying to get NIL deals. And they're saying that, the only people who are going to get NIL deals are those ones who are posting the bikinis or trying to use their beauty for something that it's not. I thought that it was a negative step.
1: Yeah, I I heard about that. And I I also uh, thought that as well. But uh, I think that there's a lesson in that, uh, that other NIL athletes can learn from. And that's, you know, how you present yourself and how secure you feel about talking to people about what you do. And being very selective in what you share with them, because they could easily take that information and distort it, and whatever you told them make it sound like what they want it to appeal to the masses for. And I think that's a big service, disservice to uh, the female athlete. I think that female athletes are as capable of you know accomplishing great things on the field and off the field. And I think that we need to respect them, not just, uh, you know, for their athletic ability, but, uh, you know, being very intelligent for their intellect because, uh, you know, they're a great help to society, and we can't live without them. So, you know, I think there's a healthy respect that has to happen in a situation like that, but you have to be aware that, you know, everybody's not happy for you guys in that arena. They don't want to see you make the money. They feel like it's competition, but, you know, I feel like competition is good, and I feel like if you can do the job, then you should get the job. And I think that, you know, female athletes can do as well as athletes. I think that, uh, you know, you have to be supportive of that and you have to take the initiative. A lot of this with NIL is being disciplined, taking the initiative and making it important to you. And if it is, then I think you'll have some success in it. So that's kind of the way I feel about it. I definitely don't feel like, you know, males are better at it than females. I think that different people have different views about it. And different people are looking for different things, male, female, short, tall, uh, and whatever they're trying to uh, project and have their businesses be associated with.
0: I agree. I think that everybody has something else to offer. I mean, most NIL deals are because the athlete has something to offer outside of their sport, whether that's their presence or maybe a message that they send through social media. So I think NIL is more than just the face that goes through because a lot of the times that can appeal to some people, but that, that can only go so far, you know? So,
1: so yeah, now I have a question for you since, you know, you come back with, you know, a uh, loaded up and ready to go since you've been away and on vacation and I've been working through your holiday. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I want to make sure that our listeners know and understand that our show is called the family business. And it's about what happens under the roof or of a family of athletes and, and the things that go on, the the level of disciplines that happen and all of that. And I've been thinking about this for a while with you. And I want to go back with our listeners and let them know a little bit about you, uh, about what initially interested you in sports, when was the first time, whether it was on the playground, that you felt like uh, that was something that you were interested in? I know, uh, and I remember back in the day, you used uh during field day, you guys used to have uh, schoolyard races. And uh, that, I think that's the thing that initially I remember uh, you doing, and then you starting your career in junior high playing volleyball. So, can you take us back to that? That time when you guys used to have the schoolyard races on, uh, I think it was field day or something like that, and and how you integrated uh, into volleyball.
0: Yeah, I think initially I probably thought that I was going to be a track runner because in elementary school we used to do the mile, and that was the first time, you know, we really got to compete, and I always wanted to be the best in the mile. I was not always the best, but, you know, I always wanted to be one of the first ones at least if I could so i liked that and then during field day we would do the track races and finally we got to sprint so that's when i really started to take off and i really started to win when we started to sprint so all i think while i was younger and doing that i knew that i was some type of athletic and i loved to compete so kind of when we did intramurals in the sixth grade they kind of threw me in uh volleyball i didn't knew i didn't want to do basketball so they threw me in volleyball and Honestly, that wasn't too bad. I had the hype for it. So I was like, okay, I might as well start doing this. In seventh grade, I made the volleyball A-team. So I was like, all right, I guess I'm not too bad, even though I probably at the time was one of the worst ones on the team starting off. But I think when I started volleyball, everybody kept telling me, okay, you have potential, you have potential. I really wanted to tap into that potential. So I started doing club and lessons, and I started getting better and better and better. So... I think kind of just the progression of knowing I wanted to compete and then seeing how much potential I had in volleyball, those kind of matched up. And then I ended up still doing track, but track and volleyball all the time didn't align. and. I just knew that there was more of an opportunity for me in volleyball, if, uh, even if track was never there. So I kind of ended up doing both in high school and then just ended up taking off in volleyball. And I don't regret it. I do miss high jump sometimes and wonder what if, you know, what if I would have still done high jump or, you know, still try to compete in college. But I definitely wouldn't have been able to do it with volleyball. And my body been in top shape and been a top computer in both. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I remember the success that you had in track. And I think in one particular year, I think you may have won even four first places in all four events that you were participating in. And uh, you know, it was a great time. I was very proud and I thought that, you know, one day it would end up helping you in volleyball. And how did you feel like when you ran track and you are a, a state qualifier and you actually placed in your junior year, second place in the high jump. And I think in your sophomore year, it was fifth place. So how do you think track uh, transferred into volleyball and helped you as you continue to nurture your talents on the volleyball court?
0: Uh, I think definitely endurance. Um, it helps me during the volleyball games now, because I mean, not specifically high jump, but those 400s, those are hard. So just the training for that, I still think that some of my track workouts were harder than my volleyball workouts now. So it helped me with that. High jump helped me with jumping, especially, you know, the slide hit off of one foot and high jump being off of that same foot. I think it just helped me with the mechanics of that. And uh, it kind of gave me a lead way into volleyball. So I think track, just the workouts and just every day, like you just – you really can't stop during track. You know, there are no timeouts. Once you start your race, you're kind of going. So I think they're two very different sports, but I think track kind of filled in the gaps that volleyball does have. So I don't get as tired or I'm able to have a lot of people don't have speed and can jump. So I think that I have a good combination of both because of me running and jumping in track.
1: Yeah, that's, a, that's uh, I think, a main reason why we started the show, The Family Business, because I think that being cross-trained in a couple of different sports allows the athlete to ex- express themselves and and see what they can actually do on different teams with different coaches, different things they like, different things they don't like. I'm not in favor of, you know, us telling athletes they should just play one sport. I think that we should allow the student athlete to participate in multiple sports and allow them to figure out which one they're like and how and where they best express themselves physically, mentally, and emotionally on the floor and being part of a team. I am a big advocate for multi-sport athletes because I was and I felt like that that helped me uh, to you know uh, figure out exactly which one that i wanted to do and that wasn't very hard because i was getting paid to play once i figured i got paid to play football then i I was able to throw everything else out the door but there was an opportunity for me to play basketball or football but i think participating in multiple sports uh, gave me the opportunity to experience a lot of uh, game, you know, uh, uh, game moments, game situations, dealing with a lot of different teammates, uh, dealing with a lot of adversity, uh, getting the, dealing with a lot of opponents, and uh, dealing with a lot of coaches. So, anything that I did uh, in football and whatever crises that that I ran into. I was able to look back on experiences that I had had in one sport or another one and utilize that to help me get through that sport.
0: Right. So do you think that you've seen a trend now of a lot of athletes only doing one sport or trying to only specialize in one sport? Or do you think we're doing a good, or I guess just sports right now is doing a good job, especially in junior high and high school of keeping those athletes in multi-sports.
1: I think in some cases, Athletes are playing multiple sports, but in a lot of cases, uh, people are dictating what sport an athlete should play. Like, uh, you know, being in AAU basketball, and when you're AAU basketball and you're a traveler, they, uh, you know, they tell you don't play other sports because it, you know, it, it takes so much time and it takes money and it takes effort, and then you still have to take care of your responsibilities as a student. So I think people put... Uh, you know uh, uh, unnecessary pressure on on those kids just to focus on one thing and whether they really uh, want to do that sport or not. but because the parents are paying and they're spending time traveling with it, then you know they just can't economically do both. But I think it is a great opportunity if you can play multiple sports, because I think it makes you a more versatile athlete. And I think it makes you a, it it could, you could evolve into a plug and play player, no matter what you're doing. If you're playing football, if you're playing basketball, even if you run in track and field, there is something that I think an athlete, you don't have to specialize in the one particular area in order to go out and be impactful and uh, make good plays uh, for your team to have the opportunity to win.
0: All right. Well, I think that concludes our topics for today, but I have to ask my silly question that I have for you. I came up with this one this week, and I asked all my teammates this. So it let's say you have your eyesight. No matter what, you have your eyesight, but all of your other senses are gone. But you can only pick one to save. What is the other sense that you would save?
1: <laughs> I could have my eyesight?
0: Yeah, you, everybody has their eyesight, but you have to choose between smell, taste, hearing or touch.
1: Okay, I don't I don't need to be able to hear. I could see, <laughs> so <laughs> I can answer that one out. That's what I figure. if I could only have one more. I think taste, because I like to eat. I can't just see not being able to uh, eat and taste. And what what was the other ones? Uh, I I don't even need to know. Smell and touch. uh, I think I can get away with those. I need to be able to taste and see. I think hearing wise, uh, I can just feel my way around, or I can see in the dark, or I can just see you know in the day. So. I would want to have taste. What about you? Which other sense would you like to not have other than your sight?
0: I I would I would choose hearing. I just think that I need to be able to hear cuz <laughs> just learning another learning braille just at this age isn't something that I think I would particularly want to do. I could live without tasting. I think I've tasted and smelled a lot of stuff in my lifetime, so <laughs> <laughs> maybe i'll eat healthy now you know since i can't taste but i mean me i personally i want to hear i want to hear something's happening so oh
1: yeah 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 that sounds good to me
0: all right well thank you all for watching this episode of the family business podcast don't forget to like subscribe and follow and remember
1: if you stay ready you don't have to get ready <laughs> <laughs>
2: 1, 2, 3, I know beats like ABC Mine come up, they hate to see I may believe till they believe I came up to major leagues Say you blind but wait and see It's so easy 1, 2, 3, your ABC from A to Z back to rap I won't miss, uh, heard the beat and I kissed, uh, sing a lot but I switched, yeah, bet you rappers so pissed, uh, now I'm high up with the stars, yeah, I'm on the path of the Mars, yeah, told me I wouldn't get far, yeah, how you up with these balls, yeah, I just kid it so authentic, uh, why did I live that I said it, yeah, flow is so sick, need a medic, uh, Lies some corny, let's dead it, yeah, i just prove what I do, yeah, name is Tom but no cruise, yeah, beat is on and I cruise, yeah, vibes is lit in my cruise, yeah, one, one, two, three, I know beats like ABC, I come up, they hate to see, I may believe till they believe I came up to major leagues Say you blind but wait and see It's so easy, one, two, three, you're A, B, C From A to Z Um,